0: And I just basic- so We said we weren't going to explain ourselves, but I'm going to explain ourselves. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go for it. Anna Karenina it. is the longest book ever written mm-hmm. in the English language. All of that is wrong because it's not even in the <laughs> English language.
1: <laughs> and it's not originally. even like... And it's, it's not the longest book. It's not even Leo Tolstoy's longest book. His longest book is War and Peace. And I looked at it and it's like... 60 hours long, so it's like twice as long as Anna Karenina.
0: Are we doing that this season?
1: Not this god. Gordon! <laughs> Do you want to kill me?
0: Is that next week's episode?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read it in a week. I would, that that would, would be Warranty's more than a full-time Audrey Hepburn job. The is
0: Hepburn is in the movie, and she has this cute little curl happening with her hair. Mm.
1: Anna Karenina. The longest book that I have ever read. <laughs> Potentially. I don't know how long Lord of the Rings are if you'd count them as one book.
0: I have no context for this book at all. All I know is there's a movie and we're gonna watch it.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, but I have I actually spent about as much time thinking about who I would cast in this book as I spent reading this book. So there's gonna be just some discussions, okay, about the characters Um, and who who would who would in an ideal world play these characters. Anna Karenina is a novel by Leo Nikolaevich Tolstoy. Um, You say
0: Leo Tolstoy, you goddamn dick. No, no, there's an important reason. There's
1: an important reason, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, Anyway, this was finally published in its entirety in 1878, but it was released in installments, like chapters, like we talked about with Charles Dickens before then, in the years leading up to that, so it was a serialized novel and then it was finally published as a complete work in 1878 so <laughs> part 1 wait
0: what why do why, why does it matter that we have to use leo's entire name mr well, tolstoy
1: give me like this two paragraphs and we'll get there
0: all right can you be patient I'm for me down, all right all right tolstoy's
1: one paragraph <laughs> tolstoy's famous opening line is this all happy families are alike. Each nice. ha- unhappy family is unhappy in its own way.
0: Mm. I thought the opening line was going to be, a, I got a story for you, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Ishmael. <laughs> you know what's um, Russian Ishmael? Um,
1: it's Hebrew. It's the same everywhere.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. that I, I don't know who. Things. <laughs> I am genuinely sorry. <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. All
1: right. So, Prince Stefan Arkadyevich Oblonsky Ooh, wakes Stefan. up, not in his bed, but on the leather-bound okay. couch in his study. We learn that this particular family, the Oblonsky family, is unhappy uh, because Steve has been fucking the French nanny, and three days ago, okay. his wife Daria Alexandra alexandrovna Oblonskaya found out okay okay so a side note on names is what i've written here (laughs) so in russia everyone has a first name um Uh a patronymic for their middle name and a last name so everyone's patronymic
0: a what a what what? patronymic
1: a patronymic that means father's name so it's their father's first name is your middle name and if you're a guy Uh it you add an itch to the end of your father's name and that's your middle name, and if you're a girl, you add an Ivna to the end of your father's name.
0: Ah. Oh, in the Philippines our middle names were mm-hmm. actually our mother's maiden names. But oh. my parents gave me like a, a white person middle name <laughs> just in preparation for the life that I now lead. A white person life.
1: <laughs> so what would your name have been if they'd kept that tradition?
0: It was um they they kept it in the Philippines. Oh. Like my entire name. Okay, gotcha. Like i I think it's on my birth certificate. Like mm-hmm. my entire name is Samantha Isabel. Kosio, C O S I O, de Los Angeles. Ooh, so that's my so mom's maiden name.
1: Kosio, that's awesome. That's so cool.
0: So I guess I'm Russian.
1: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're Russian, it would be Samantha Dangalevna,
0: Ooh. de Los
1: Angeles. So yeah. Ooh. So um,
0: I don't hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so Prince uh, Stepan, his dad was named Arkady. Um, So his middle name is Akadievich. And um, his wife's dad's name was obviously Alexander. So her middle name is Alexandrovna. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Um, They just keep
0: adding syllables where you don't need it. Um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but everyone also, like a lot of them get nicknames. So I'll mainly be calling them by their nicknames. I'll call them whatever Tolstoy mainly calls them. So Stepan is known as Steva. Oh, yeah, and um, Daria is known as Dolly. Um, okay. English is fashionable right now, I guess.
0: <laughs> when was this set? Do we know?
1: Um, it's set in the mid nineteenth uh, century, so it's, pu- it's you know officially published in sort of um, the eighteen seventies. So like around, oh. and they probably it probably does okay. say somewhere officially what year it is, but I haven't written that down. Yet.
0: We don't really need to know. So.
1: Uh, Steve has been fucking the nanny. <laughs>
0: Yep, sounds about right
1: Uh, Now Dolly um, has pretty much Abandoned her post uh, As the head of the household She's beside herself, like this should not be happening to her She's a princess for God's sake Steva, for his part, has been avoiding Coming home where possible over the last (laughs) Three days Um, So the children um, And Torstoy notes that they've got five living children And two dead children So they count them as their children I guess But yeah, whatever reason they didn't make it
0: Yeah, childbirth. Um, so oh no. the kids
1: are running wild. <laughs> um, only their new English nanny uh, and the housekeeper are there to try and hold things together. And they don't get along. The nanny and the housekeeper don't get along. So all this confusion in the house, and it's all Steve's fault. So Steva, who's 34, um, and who is played in the movie by Matthew McFadden,
0: hmm.
1: who is Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, <gasps> Opposite Kieran Island. For some reason
0: I heard, when I heard his name, I thought he'd be blonde.
1: No, not in this. But no. they, it's funny, he's not sexy in this. He, they've given him a huge bushy mustache and he's kind of like, Bleh. he's like silly.
0: Wait, in the, in the movie or just in the in the book?
1: In the movie. Yeah, it's not like no. a sexy Matthew McFadden. It's,
0: yeah. But But he's fucking the nanny. <laughs> well,
1: expects... you know, he's not, you know, he's not unsexy. He's just like, he's not Mr. Darcy. Don't think of him oh. as Mr. Darcy.
0: Oh, too late.
1: He's trying to remember the dream that he had on his couch and it and it seems like it was about like glass decanters. Like cut glass decanters. Um that were also like sexy women and he was like, Ooh, what was that <laughs> dream I was having? But then he remembers that he's sleeping on the couch. Um and it hits yep. him. And he has the grace to feel at least a little ashamed. Though mainly just distressed. He's like, Oh
0: no. <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> then his valet and his personal barber come in. He's um, a
0: personal barber? I know, he's,
1: he's a prince, I guess. Well, he's married to a princess, at least. Anyway, he, they, they start getting him ready for the day. I think you had to shave every day. Like, you think you had to have someone shave you every day? I guess, yeah. And that's why he has a yeah. barber come in, like, with a straight razor, you know, like Sweeney Todd? You can just yeah, do I guess it yourself. the valet doesn't
0: really yeah. do that. Just dresses them and stuff. I know anyway. so much more about these old timey houses now because of um all the older books that we did, and then <laughs> getting into like Downton Abbey, Downton and, like, Abbey and stuff. 100%. I'm just like yeah. I un- I understand now.
1: I could easily live in that time. <laughs> I have the cultural <laughs> knowledge necessary.
0: <laughs> I'll just blow their minds away. I'm like, did you guys ever hear about like penicillin? <laughs>
1: Like, leave the bread out. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, check this out. Y'all ever heard of 5G? Well.
1: <laughs> so he's asking his servants for advice. Everybody wants him to make it up to Dolly just to make their lives easier, you know? Because she's the I one kind the of holds things existed, together. Did it? Sorry. Oh, it did. It it, it was ah. just kind of just becoming a thing. Okay. Um, because they're Orthodox, everyone's Orthodox Russian Christian. So I honestly think it's, like, a matter of decades since, like, or like less less than a decade even since divorce has become kind of a thing that was even considered ever. Still really, really shameful, though. That's important. I'll yeah. come back. So they're like, you need to make it up to her. The house is in crisis. <laughs> um, he reads the paper, which is a liberal paper. He's, he's a follower of the liberal... Um, part of Moscow the, uh, politics, and this is why. This is what Tolstoy writes. Mm. He firmly held those views on all these subjects which are held by the majority and by his paper, and he only changed them when the majority changed them. So, And Tolstoy's saying he's liberal because he's in debt and he likes philandering. And liberals are the ones who <laughs> <you> say... <laughs> liberals, liberals are the ones are who like, say yeah, we shouldn't tax people so much. Like We shouldn't make people... We shouldn't hold debt collectors to task so much, um, or debtors to task so much, and, and we should be able to have sex with who we want. And he's like, I agree with
0: that. That's <laughs> about right. Yeah. Is it okay to be 100% a cannibal as well? This <laughs> army hammer could be this guy.
1: He could. He honestly could. <laughs> How do you guys uh, feel about cannibalism? Oh, no, no, me neither. We me we here?
0: How how many percentage of a cannibal am I allowed to be in this liberal time of Moscow? Like I'm up, I'm usually up to a hundred, but I can dial it down if I need to.
1: I wouldn't go lower than sixty.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, you're not a cannibal. Then you're just poser. You're just a poser. Um. Right, so
1: he's yeah. a liberal. Yeah, ish. You know, he's liberal because it suits him. But he doesn't. He doesn't have many strong convictions. Um, he well, also reads he did a letter. Fuck the nanny. So yeah. Well, he was convicted. Uh, he was convinced. I should say that he should fuck the nanny. That was one conviction that he did have.
0: Uh, he was tricked. You're like,
1: I'm very sure about this decision. <laughs> I don't believe in a lot, but I do believe that I need to fuck the English nanny. Oh no, the French nanny. Now they're now they have an English nanny. <laughs> I think it was in vogue to like have a foreign nanny so your kids would like learn foreign languages. Which makes sense. Yeah. Because no one sense. speaks Russian outside of Russia at this point. Except, I don't know, Uzbekistan. Like I'm not sure what, what kind of territory they have in the east.
0: But anyway. The stands. The
1: so yeah. And I think even the housekeeper comes in later to specifically give him advice. Everyone wants him to, to like m- apologize to Dolly and make her, you know, get back to being the head of the house. He also gets a letter about a forest belonging to his wife because she's a princess a that got a lot of land. Yeah, so it's like a tract okay. of land like with trees on it. So it's a forest that she owns. And he's got to sell it um, because they need the money for whatever reason. Um, but it's obviously going to be a bit awkward to sell his wife's forest. It's going to be awkward to talk to her about that at the moment.
0: <laughs> he's just like, I know I fucked the nanny, but... um. We just gotta sell this forest. (laughs) I need you to sign something. I just need you to sign something and then... Just this note saying you're happy to sell
1: the forest and this one saying that you forgive me.
0: (laughs) And this one saying we'll hire another French nanny (laughs) for no... For unrelated reasons. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Mm. You're looking good tonight. Good enough to eat. What? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, he's right, mentally beating himself up as well because when he uh, when she like confronted him, she like asked if it was true. He didn't think he didn't think of anything smart to say, he didn't think to deny it. He just like gave her a stupid grin. He was just like a doofy like,
0: eh <laughs> And she like <laughs> it'd be better if he just gave her a thumbs up, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's kind of the
0: energy that I think it was. Like, did you fuck the nanny and He's, and just, he's like, like it finger guns, yeah. Finger guns and like moonwalks backwards. <laughs> yeah,
1: like. pretty much. So he's like kicking himself for that because she immediately knew. Like he, he, it sounds like he's a bad liar. She just immediately knew. Anyway, the servants are telling him that she she will eventually calm down and take him back. So he does go to her, um, and she's up in her room. She's been sort of midway through packing for the last few days. <laughs> like she's like, I'm gonna leave him, hmm. but she's been kind of like about to leave him for like three days. And he tries. It's her fucking house. He tries. He's like, come on, we got history, baby. He's like, nine years <laughs> of marriage. You know, you and me. I, I just fucked this one nanny this one time.
0: That you um, know of.
1: That you know of, exactly. And she's still upset anyway. She tells him he's disgusting, that he's a total stranger to her. Which is a pretty no- like normal reaction, I think. She's got a good sense of her value. <laughs>
0: Yeah, did they marry for love or for status and money though? I'm
1: not sure. It doesn't really go into that. I think a little bit of both is what I'd say. I reckon they were brought together by their parents and then maybe decided they were like, to get yeah, married on their own. Yeah.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, I it doesn't it doesn't say exactly. Um, although it was at in their generation it was pretty common for parents to arrange marriages. So he goes to work. He's like uh, oh, he has a job? Yeah, he's got a job. Um oh. or it would be more it would be more correct to say a position. <laughs>
0: um oh,
1: yeah. This is sort of the way what it works. It? So he he's it's a respectable and cushy position as a president of one of the government boards in Moscow. So oh. he has it because he's a gentleman. Only gentlemen can have them. What does he do yeah. there? I don't really know. I don't know if he really knows. Nothing really. <laughs> yeah. Um and he got the position because quote Half of Moscow and Petersburg were friends and relations of Stepan Arkadyevich, so he just knows everyone. <laughs> um, he's just as, a cool dude, a yeah, popular guy, Moving in and shake. He, he he is. He's genuinely really popular, and he's just he's just fun. He's just a fun guy, and that's partly why, you know, he has so many affairs. He the nanny. He yeah. was just like, he just loves he loves fucking.
0: Where were we? Okay, so he's gone off to his non-job.
1: Yeah. just to high
0: five dudes all day
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much um so he got this job specifically through his connection to the husband of his sister anna a man named alexei alexandrovich karenin so this is anna karenina's big brother steva is anna's brother um and her husband got him his job so Diva and Anna are pretty close. In fact, she's on her way to Moscow right now to try to help him reconcile with Dolly, who she's also very close with.
0: Wait, Anna's his sister, did you say? Yeah. Oh my God, the book's about her. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my Do you know much about the story at all? No. Oh, you don't even know, like, the main thing about the story? No. That's so interesting. Okay. Well, I won't spoil it for you. Um well, you're going to have to. <laughs> well, not until, like, it happens. So she's on her way to kind of try and help him patch things with Dolly. She's a good little sister. Uh, anyway, who should bound up the stairs to his office today? Uh, to Steve's office today Then Konstantin Dimitrovich Levin.
0: Wow, who the fuck are you?
1: Uh, he's 32 in the movie. He's played by Domhnall Gleeson.
0: Oh, um, I, see.
1: Although I will Although I would tell you I would cast someone else. I was thinking John Krasinski or Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Why? He um, need those crazy eyes. Someone who need,
1: who's like likable but intense.
0: Jake um, Gyllenhaal, yeah, perfect. Mm, I get exactly. Yeah. What
1: you mean. Um. So he's manly, um, and serious, but also mm-hmm. socially awkward. Um. And it's Steve's best friend. So um, <laughs> Levin is Steve's best friend. Levin usually isn't in the city. He's a gentleman in the traditional sense, in that his whole job is managing a large property in the country. Um, He's got a lot of land, and he doesn't like the city either. He's not a fan of the city. He doesn't like the stuffy
0: people. So he's just Hugh Bonneville in Downton Abbey, then?
1: More, like, rough. (laughs) Like, I guess, like, he, he like, gets out there, gets his hands dirty, kind of thing. Ah. Yeah. so Steva is stoked to see Levin, and he introduces Levin to his business partners. Um, and he kind of kind of decides to be Levin's hype man a little. He's telling everyone that Levin is a big name in the Zemstvo, um, which is a, a country village council. It's like local government, which is a really new thing. Uh, Their czar, the the current czar, is the one who instituted this um, a couple years ago. It's like starting to kind of democratize the provinces a little bit. Like, pe- there are village councils now <laughs> that kind of, um, that kind of govern on a local level.
0: Oh um, Levin immediately denies.
1: Oh, they're allowed. Oh. Yeah. But for the first time.
0: Who allowed it? Oh my goodness. it's big. The
1: Tsar!
0: <laughs> Which one? There's so many of them.
1: Alexander the Second, I think.
0: Is this Anastasia's death?
1: No. It's- so this is two Tsars away from Anastasia's dad. Mm. So this Tsar tries to modernize Russia. The next one... And and this one gets assassinated as well by revolutionaries, like proto-revolutionaries before the real revolution happened. The next Mm -hmm. one comes in and isn't too bad from what I can remember. I don't know much about him, sorry. But then um, Anastasia's dad comes in. He... Takes them into World War I. Millions of Russians die. Yeah. And then and then he gets killed. Anyway. <laughs> you,
0: know, you know what's funny? I know all this just from Downton Abbey. When like Branson yeah. was like, surely they wouldn't shoot the Tsar and his children. And I'm just like, <laughs> you're not sure.
1: <laughs> Don't call me Shirley.
0: <laughs> now we're up to the hype men. Okay. And then, yeah. And then, so
1: he's wow. like, Levin's a local government guy. And Levin's like, no, I'm not. I quit.
0: I never went. Why would like, you tell me this before I started hyping you?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, "Okay."
0: Weird dynamic.
1: Just kind of hanging out in the hallway, like
0: that's so embarrassing. Right. He's meant to be like yeah. his best friend, and he doesn't even know that he quit his little <laughs> fake government, his little <laughs> school government. You know, like class president.
1: <laughs> like yeah, like um, student UN. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Levin has come to Moscow because he has something important he wants to talk to Steva about. So they arrange to meet for dinner. Steva's pretty perceptive though, and he figures out immediately that Levin probably wants to ask out Dolly's little sister, Kitty. Kissy. Um, Kitty.
0: Oh, Alicia Vikander, of course.
1: That's right. Yeah, and her full name is uh, Princess Katerina Alexandrovna Shabatskaya. <laughs> so we're gonna call her Kitty. <laughs> Um, who Levin is painfully and obviously in love with.
0: Does she not like um, him? He said it's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's fine.
1: Well, you'll find out. You'll find out. Oh, um,
0: it's not fine.
1: Um, yeah, I think he knew their family growing up. I think, I'm not sure if his dad died or something. Donald
0: Gleeson makes so much sense as a casting choice, though, for this
1: it does yeah, it far. does. but the way i i write it in the book he was just a bit tougher i don't know than, than domino came across uh, him as. him in the
0: revenant yeah. hello was uh, he was tough. pretty
1: hot in the revenant yeah that was the first his... time i kind of got it you know i was like oh okay
0: it's because he's just so slight like you think yeah. his head will fall off
1: yeah you gotta put him in a big coat just to
0: mm-hmm. his take his scalp off
1: yeah, so we switch to Levin's point of view. Uh, Levin, as you will soon see, is one of the two main characters of the novel. There are sorts of sort of two main story stories, sorry, that the novel follows. One is Anna Karenina's, and one is Levin's. And we kind of actually start more um, focusing on Levin. Although the thing that links those two stories is Steva
0: and <laughs> family. The best dude, the biggest bro around. He just high fives everyone in like parliament. <laughs> Russian parliament. He's just going
1: through the halls of Russian government, like, ever. <laughs> and they're like,
0: ah, Steve's here. How's the nanny? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so while he's in the big smoke, Levin is staying with his half-brother, Sergey Ivanovich koznishev So different dads, I assume, because they have different last names. Oh. Um, Sergei is weird and embarrassing. Uh, he's an <laughs> academic, so he's deep into philosophy and politics, and he's, you know, always got, like, philosophers around the house, political thinkers that are drinking wine, probably listening to jazz. Except who you ca- who would you yet. cast? Oh, um... Shit, I didn't think of this one. Let me think.
0: Wait, who it in the movie?
1: Um, I don't even know if he's in the movie. Oh. Oh, well, like, it's someone I didn't know. Um, mm. It's, it's freaking um...
0: <laughs> it's...
1: Thomas Birdie Sangster. It's The Queen's Gambit. Ew. Um, Benny
0: from Ew. The <laughs> Queen's Gambit. You know, he's this just like... Weird. Oh, the stupid hat and a fucking leather yeah. trench coat and the fucking knife. Why would you carry a knife? You played chess for a <laughs> I living. Don't know. When will you I ever need a bird? Did he knife? grow
1: up in the Wild West? Yeah, so you know he like takes himself really seriously and for that reason seems a bit ridiculous. That's yes. the kind of vibe I got with Sergei. Got it. Um And so they talk about their third brother, Nikolai, who's full brother with Lenin. So I think he's in the middle. I think Sergei might be the youngest. Because it would make sense for Levin to be the oldest if he's inherited the property.
0: Yeah, if he's running it, yeah.
1: And he's a bit of a... He's even weirder and more embarrassing. He's a bit Ooh. of a revolutionary Marxist. And he's living with a woman he's not even married to. Um, she <gasps> might even be a sex worker. Um, which, for these fellas, is a no-no. They may look like country hicks next to Steva. Um, but they're still landed gentry. You know, mm. they're still sort of above that. <laughs> and they still have a reputation to maintain.
0: Is that, um, is that brother in the movie or no?
1: Yes. Yeah, he's important.
0: Who plays him? Who would you cast?
1: Who would I cast? Let me think.
0: Zach Efron? Someone
1: even more intense than Jake Hall.
0: Oh. oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe John Krasinski should be Levin, whatever his name was. And then
1: Jake Hall could be yeah, um, Nikolai. Yeah,
0: because he's, he's the most intense one.
1: Yeah, of the three. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um. See, IMDb. David Wilmot plays Nikolai.
0: Oh, was he cute? In the
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh my god,
0: I almost just slid off. Uh,
1: he hasn't been off. in a lot of stuff that I know, but he has the look. Levin thinks he better go visit Nikolai because um, Nikolai and Sergey pretty much don't talk. They're just they're not on speaking terms. They're pretty much strange estranged from each other. Uh, But Sergei doesn't think he should even bother, as Nikolai seems to not really want anything to do with his family. Um, He's too cool for aristocracy.
0: (laughs) He's too cool for aristocracy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So after organizing to have dinner with Steva, Levin makes a beeline for the zoological gardens, because there's a skating rink there, and he has good info that Kitty will be at it. He's right. (laughs) She's Good with info. an old.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's yours. You can keep him. She's with an old French governess, who I think he remembers, um, who's chaperoning her. How
0: old is Kitty?
1: Kitty is like seventeen or eighteen. She's like just on the cusp of going out into society.
0: How old is uh, John Krasinski?
1: I would probably say late twenties.
0: Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, back
1: then. Pretty standard, yeah, for the time. He might even be 30.
0: Thirties. who knows?
1: <laughs> he might be 100. <laughs> at first, he's too scared to look at her. What? Like the sun, he sees her without looking. That's how Tolstoy describes it. Like, he's not looking, but he knows where she is. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh God, she's here.
0: He's like a bat. He's just got sonar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's delighted to see him when she, when she spots him. They're old childhood friends. Um, yeah, like I said, I think he was orphaned or something at some point like something happened and he spent a lot of time at their household while everyone was growing up so he kind of grew up in the family Mm. um with all the the daughters with dolly and um and kitty and all them so he he's they've known each other for a long time but like not as much now that they're adults um since he's sort of been off doing his thing at his country estate and also he left town weirdly quickly the last time he was around
0: oh yeah what happened um, there
1: the story there is that he was gonna ask her to marry him and then he pushed out
0: <laughs> well she was like 15 so he should come he should yeah. wait anyway
1: yeah look yeah <laughs> anyway she invites him to skate with her um and he's super chuffed about it she, he's like she asked me to skate with her like
0: I don't like how much I'm relating to John Krasinski right now. <laughs> I don't like it. We should all relate to Kitty instead.
1: Yeah. who I think Alicia Vikander was perfect for Kitty. Like, just the perfect energy, look, everything. She was just...
0: Yeah, that was one
1: casting choice I'm completely on board with.
0: Kira Knightley, no?
1: I... No. In fact, I would cast... Um...
0: What, Carrie Mulligan, is... your fave.
1: She'd do a really good job, but no, cause Maggie Gyllenhaal read the audiobook. Oh. And she was phenomenal. And she has like that perfect mixture. Like you'll we'll learn a bit more about Anna later. Yeah. But um yeah, she we'll talk about it. We'll talk about you it in a just bit. okay. So Kitty's not as good at skating as Levin is. So she has to lean on him a little bit for support.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Which his poor hummingbird heart can't handle. He's oh, just really Yes. However, when the romantic tension...
0: Oh, no. I was going to say it was coming true, but then you said however.
1: (laughs) When the romantic tension gets a bit too strong, Kitty suddenly shuts him off. um, And he detects or projects um, in her a kind of, like, deliberate, polite indifference. You know, she suddenly just becomes polite, you Mm -hmm. know, to him. And kind of, like, well, you know, emotionally kind of stonewalls him a little bit. Um, which bums him out like more than it should. Like, well, he's, <laughs> he's like, like she hates her, me. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he kind of glumly plods away, uh, <laughs> plods in away. his skates,
0: <laughs> just like um, um, George Michael in Arrested Development. That's him. Yeah, kind of exactly. just like, <laughs> but like Charlie skating Brown. away instead of walking home, <laughs> like in <laughs> ice skates.
1: <laughs> um, so he goes away to get ready for his dinner with Steva. Steve has picked a gorgeous, fancy restaurant, of course. And he actually, there was, like, a thing where he asked Levin of the choice of two, and Levin's like, I don't care. And Steve was like, well, we'll go to this one because I owe them more money.
0: <laughs>
1: and if I go to the other one, it's going to look like I'm avoiding them. <laughs> Why does he yeah. not have any money? Because um, he spends a, it a bit too much. I think he married Dolly for her money.
0: Money, yeah. To a large
1: extent, I think she's the one with, like, the... Um, the wealth, I guess, more than, more than cash. Why would sort she of tied up in him? She has stuff. the
0: title and she has the money. Like, what the fuck is she getting from him?
1: I'm not 100% sure. Like, he must have some kind of cred. Levin finally gets his feelings for Kitty off his chest with Steva, who is supportive and encourages him to be optimistic. But does he does Kitty make sure live Levin knows. in the same house
0: as um, Thingy? Kitty still lives with her sister or does she live in a different house? No,
1: no. She lives in her mother's house. So... Okay. So Dolly and Steve have their own house. Yeah. Um. And then, the, uh, Dolly's parents have have another house because they're actually royals. I think the parents. Yeah. Um. Low level, I would think. Um. I think yeah. They call they call the dad the prince. Um. And they've got their own house, and Kitty still lives there because she hasn't been married off yet. I think she's the baby. She hasn't. Yeah. But Steva does make sure that Lever knows there's a rival for Kitty's affections in the mix. <gasps> Apparently, she's been seen around town with a young, hot military officer named Count Alexei Kirillovich Vronsky.
0: Oh,
1: I love the name so much.
0: Who plays um, um, old maid Alexei?
1: I've got it written down somewhere, hang on, but it's further down. Let me just blab. Who blah, blah, do you? Blah, blah, blah. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, of course. Yeah, that
0: was so loud. That like peak. Um, of course. Would you change the casting, or are you happy with that? I Is
1: that... I don't like the way. He... I don't like the way he looks in the film. Like I don't, I don't like his vibe in the film. Like, I feel like now he could play it, <laughs> maybe. Um, basically, Vronsky, you just have to be besotted with him. You have to fall in love with him completely. Otherwise, you don't have any sympathy. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but later on in the book, I don't want to spoil this, it. But yeah, when did this movie come out? Like he would have been like twenty twelve. He would have been cute. He would have been, like, prime, like, Robbie from Angus and... Angus and... Yeah, Alicia. he's... Angus's for me... Yeah,
1: to... yeah, for me, he's too cute. He's too... He's too Timothy Chalamet. He's too much twink energy. Not enough, like...
0: Um, Lumberjack. Yeah, Military well, like, yeah, sweep,
1: sweep you off your feet so I had a long think about this and I have like a bunch of different people who I thought would be potentials young James Marsden um, Liam Hemsworth
0: I don't need to hear anymore young James Marsden in the notebook done
1: (laughs) no but here's the one I actually settled on no let me tell you Heath Ledger yeah yeah, she's making the... Oh, yeah. She's I need to watch face. A Knight's
0: Tale again to be convinced, but I'm still Like, on. beautiful, not twink, though. Now, I'm, just, I'm still in James Marsden's team because I feel like he's going to get cucked big time. And that's just his forte.
1: <laughs> he's not going to get cucked. He does the cucking.
0: He does the cucking. Well, I'm going go to the James Marsden anyway because he deserves to cuck someone. You know what?
1: That is very generous of you. He just
0: gets cocked by Hollywood all the dang time. You know, in Sonic, he was getting cocked by his wife's (laughs) sister. Somehow, she just hated him so much. He was just like, like he's a terrible person, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I just like donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I definitely think he could do it. Yeah, but yeah, you really need him to be sympathetic. You need to fall in love with him. All right, I'm already. And you'll see why very soon.
0: Perfect. Done. I love him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you gotta love him. (laughs) Um, Steva opens up to Levin as well about his problems at home, confessing to his lust for the governess, which Levin does not support. (laughs) He's really judge metal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because he's friends with his
0: sisters. He's friends with Dolly and Kitty and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, But Steva laughs off Levin. He calls Levin a moralist. (laughs) Levin's like his stuck-up, like... um, <laughs> friend
0: what you call him? His um A fuddy duddy. Yeah. <laughs> Live a little. Fuck the nanny once in a while.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat>
1: That's an exact word I'm looking for. Like the <laughs> member of your group who's the
0: narc. He's the narc friend. Goody goody. <laughs> yeah, a bit. The narc.
1: Back at the Shabatsky household, so Kitty and Dolly's family home where mm-hmm. their parents um, their parents' home. Kitty and Dolly's mother, Princess Shabatskaya, is weighing up both Vronsky and Levin's virtues as suitors to Kitty. Uh, she likes Vronsky better. Uh, he's a bit smoother, bit more handsome, a bit more just Moscow set, and like. But John Krasinski fancy. has
0: more money, though, right? Because he's got he runs the estate.
1: We don't know how much money Vronsky has. Vronsky's a military man, though. He's always in uniform. Um,
0: oh, that looks. He's good.
1: He's a major, I think, or a captain. Um, Levin definitely has that country estate, but he's also like he dresses like a farmer. Like he's he's a
0: bit <laughs> he's a country he's a... boy.
1: Well, I mean, Levin's weird and awkward as well.
0: <laughs> That's true. He but is. also,
1: the princess feels awkward and weird about deciding on Kitty's husband for her, um, as that custom of the parents matchmaking is increasingly um, going out of date. It's going out of fashion, and young women are starting to expect to be able to choose their own husbands. Oh, good for know, them! Shocking. Shocking, which is like an English fashion apparently <laughs> that like, uh, has been taken up in Russia. So Levin calls at the house the next day and finds Kitty alone, as he hoped that he would. Kitty has a lot of love in her heart for Levin. She even finds him attractive. How could you not? He's he's Jake hall No,
0: or John Krasinski. It's John Krasinski. It's Jim from Jake the, the brother. Yeah. Jake hall's the wild card. <laughs>
1: But she's completely infatuated with Count Bronski.
0: I don't blame her. It's I don't
1: blame her either. He's, he's James either Marsden. James Marsden or Heath Ledger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> either one of those. Over John in the,
1: in the 1997 movie, he's Sean Bean, actually. Which Is I thought he... was an interesting choice. Yeah, like what? a young Sean Bean.
0: Interesting.
1: Therefore, when Levin proposes to her, oh. she lets him down as gently as possible. Which pleases her mom when she finds out. She's like, good. That was what I was hoping you would do. Levin, on the other hand, is devastated.
0: Well, yeah, he seems Um. to be. (laughs) He's just um, the protagonist in his own anime show.
1: Exactly. He's very emotional, uh, very dramatic. He's George Michael again, except this time when he comes in and like falls down face down on the floor.
0: (laughs) But like still on ice skates.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's still wearing ice skates from yesterday. He's like, remember our first date? Yesterday. And to make matters worse, Vronsky arrives.
0: <gasps>
1: and uh, he sees how hot Levin... he is, and he's just like yeah.
0: hot hot magician. <laughs> so hot. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, hot. <laughs> so hot. So hot. Um Yeah. To Levin's horror, he is handsome and charming as heck. Apparently he has really great teeth too. This is something that Tolstoy mentions more than once, which I imagine would actually be a pretty important thing in the eighteen
0: hundreds. Yeah, that's true. Like that would
1: be rarer. And more easier to fixate on than, than it is now. It's hard to imagine all these people wandering around. Even in the aristocracy, everyone's got a couple teeth missing.
0: Yeah, or just, like, no teeth at all. Just gums flapping about.
1: Just gums. Or, like,
0: just... yeah, like,
1: wooden teeth like George Washington.
0: Ooh. Be so <laughs> and wet. everyone's
1: breath smells like ass.
0: They all smell um, like ass back then. Yeah. Like, everyone would have smelled bad <laughs> way back when.
1: This is making it a little less romantic.
0: <laughs> oh, um, smelled bad, but, like, musky. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'm listening to it way. now. sexy <laughs> way. They put perfume over it, musks it.
0: Yeah, it's musk, there you go, it's musky.
1: Yeah, after Kitty has gone to bed, her mother and father argue, because he, her dad, has learned about the rebuffed proposal, and he actually liked Levin more than Vronsky. He's He thought Levin was, Levin. like, a serious, a serious stand-up guy, and Vronsky seems a bit superficial. Or at least not as, not as... Honorable and reliable as Mm -hmm. as Levin next morning Vronsky goes to the train station to meet his mother who's arriving from St. Petersburg Um, Steve is here too they run into each other he's waiting for Anna to arrive Uh, she is hopefully going to smooth things over with Dolly for him they have a Mm -hmm. chat while they wait Vronsky mentions he met Steve's friend Levin um, Mm -hmm. whom he finds nice enough though weird and awkward
0: is Anna married she is right
1: to, remember, to the guy who got Steva his job. Yeah. So he's quite high up in government. We'll meet him soon enough. Soon enough. Steva defends Levin. Obviously, he loves Levin. Levin's his bestie. Um, and he also hints yeah. that Levin might um, be uh, related to him soon. He might have proposed to Kitty. But Vronsky blows this gossip off. He says, uh, Kitty could do better. But he's, he doesn't say more than that. Yeah, he just means him. <laughs> Potentially. Before he catches sight of his mother, Vronsky's gaze falls upon a woman. And I'm going to read you the passage.
0: Okay. It's
1: a very famous passage. Okay. He begged pardon, Mrs. Vronsky, and was getting into the carriage, but he felt he must glance at her once more. Not that she was very beautiful, not on account of the elegance and modest grace which were apparent in her whole figure, but because in the expression of her charming face as she passed close by him, there was something peculiarly caressing and soft. As he looked round, she too turned her head. Her shining grey eyes that looked dark from thick lashes rested with friendly attention on his face as though she were recognising him and then promptly turned away to the passing crowd as though seeking someone. In that brief look, Vronsky had time to notice the suppressed eagerness which played over her face and flitted between the brilliant eyes and the faint smile that curved her red lips. It was as though her nature was so brimming over with something that against her will it showed itself now in the flash of her eyes and now in her smile.
0: Yeah, Kieran. So this Lee is why I think it choice. should be Because that's literally the Hall. look that she has on all her and all her period <laughs> movies, you know, that little little demure period lady yeah. look.
1: She does a good job, but I don't think she gets across the warmth. Of Anna. I think she she plays Anna as someone I don't know, Unlikable Anyway, yeah, it's it's we'll talk about it more later, but I I think Maggie Gyllenhaal would be better.
0: Interesting. Mm. well she did make a better um, Rachel in the Batman movies yeah. <laughs> I just think of Aaron Eckhart just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: good so Vronsky's mother appears and introduces the two of them because she's been chatting to Anna on the train it's the mm. first time Anna has been away from her eldest son um, Serioza, who's like five or something it's the first time oh, she's ever like, been apart she's from him for a significant kids. length right, of time right. so they're kind of chatting about that and yeah so the mom introduces them as they are leaving the station, a worker is run over by a train and killed. Ah. Yeah. It's not clear whether it was an accident or a suicide, um, but Anna's freaked. She's very distressed. Um, and Ronsky takes the opportunity to show off a bit by passing along a sack full of money for the man's widow.
0: Ah. He's like, for
1: his widow. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's so, he's so charitable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just like, throws a gold cord like, good man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Just on the dead body. <laughs>
0: yeah like puts it on his eyes <laughs> and they're like sir please get off the tracks
1: so Steve takes anna home um and she sets to work bringing dolly around and it works you know she she's she just sympathizes with dolly mainly and and like just talks dolly through her feelings mm-hmm. later that day kitty drops by and her little romance with vronsky is brought up and anna approves mentioning she met him yesterday uh, at the station and liked him
0: Yeah, throw a bag of money around.
1: Mm. (laughs) At tea time, when Dolly comes out to meet the two of them, it's clear to Anna and Kitty that she and Steve have reconciled. They've been like talking upstairs. The women all discuss the upcoming ball. Ooh. Kitty urges Yeah, there's a ball. Kitty urges Anna to wear a lilac coloured dress. She Mm. thinks that's Anna's colour later vronsky stops by the oblonsky household and seems weird around anna almost ashamed you just kind of everyone you know it's like that thing we we're talking about before i think in little women just everyone has to call on each other all the time they just have you just go around to
0: people's houses i know it's just so and like so take up their
1: time so... for like five minutes and then leave and go to someone else's house
0: just stay in your own home
1: so the ball are you ready yes Vronsky dances the first dance with Kitty. Of course. Who is looking radiant in off the shoulder blush tulle and lace. Ooh. She looks so effortlessly elegant. Everything fits perfectly her hair, her flowers, nothing is askew, nothing's uncomfortable. It's like completely her night. She's feeling herself.
0: In the movie, else is too. do they put on like a Russian accent or is it just like British accents all around? It's pretty
1: much just yet yeah, like neutral British. Oh, Alicia God. has her kind of vaguely German accent. Okay. Then Anna arrives. She's not wearing lilac, but black. Ooh. Chic as hell. Kitty realizes that black is actually Anna's best color. Mm-hmm. Tolstoy says um, it's almost like the dress fades into the background. It's, it serves only to make Anna just more mesmerizing mm-hmm. in herself. Like no one's looking at her dress. They're all looking at her.
0: Oh
1: um, Kitty watches as Vronsky bows to Anna, who doesn't respond to him, which is a mm. bit rude. Bit bit cold. Um, Kitty dances many waltzes with Vronsky, but notices him later in the evening dancing with Anna, and she she interprets the look on Anna's face as elated, and even triumphant. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. But she's married.
0: But she it's fine. No. She yeah. Has she's a married. Baby. She has yeah, a baby. Yeah. She's got
1: a little boy. Yeah. At least one. Kitty. She's just got one. Kitty rejects many offers for the last dance, which is the Mazurka, which I think is a great name for a dance, uh, on the understanding that Vronsky will dance it with her.
0: Uh oh.
1: Um, they must have discussed it previously.
0: Or just like assumed, so shir- like if we've danced mm. the first dance, like, come on, what are we gonna? Yeah,
1: or like they, they, you know, maybe they've been to balls previously and they'd always danced that one together or whatever. Mm. She is shocked to see him dance with Anna. <gasps> uh oh. And now she has no one to dance with because oh, she rejected no. all five boys who asked her to dance it with them. Oh, no. And now she's going to have to tell people why she's not dancing. I think someone's like, why are you not dancing the mazurka?" And she has to tell people, like, what did she tell people? No one asked her? Like five people asked her. Oh, no. And she's so embarrassed and she's mortified and she's hurt. And so yeah. what she ends up doing is hiding kind of yeah. in the furthest corner of the, of the drawing room. Um, And she really wants to go to her mommy and tell her she feels sick and that she wants to go home.
0: Oh. Yeah. Because she's just a kid. She's 17. She's a baby. She doesn't know anything, but she knows she misses you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And she's also slowly starting to
0: realize that she
1: may have just rejected the marriage proposal of the man who really loves her Mm -hmm. for a man who isn't interested in her at all. For some hot duty yeah so back to Levin. okay. Uh, he's gloomy and cranky. this is pretty much his natural state.
0: <laughs> I love
1: it. Um, but he go- yeah, but he goes to see his brother Nikolai anyway. Nikolai is even crankier than oh his goodness. brother if you can believe it. Um, and moreover, he's quite sickly oh, with no. tuberculosis, I think yes. so classic 1800s disease. And yeah. so he's obviously much thinner as well than Levin remembers him. His female companion, uh, whose name is Maria Nikolaevna, and I'm not sure if there's a suggestion there, like that she's taken his name as her patronymic for some reason, or if, or if her father was also named Nikolai, and oh. it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just um,
0: cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you were allowed to do things just because they were cool back then. <laughs>
1: But it's possible because the, because she's a um, sex worker. Like she... Oh, like you know, a bastard child, she, like, you know, Jon Snow kind of deal. Pretend, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm just speculating here. I don't really know much about the culture, but I know she's not an aristocrat. So it's possible. Well, she's possible a but,
0: sex worker. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. so I don't know if the same rules apply to her. And it's interesting that she has the patronymic, the same patronymic as the guy she's with.
0: Ooh.
1: It's interesting. I'm not sure what's going on there
0: anyway well don't
1: um he claims to have rescued her from a whorehouse he's very paternalistic about it at any rate and he's quite mean to her and bosses her around huh. um sort of berates her over dinner nikolai speaks at length about his socialist views um, which am just starting to come into vogue. and
0: everyone's just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the idea that people are like that's never gonna happen nikolai <laughs>
0: He's just Branson. Revolution. Don't be crazy. It's Branson. Yeah,
1: a little bit, but like sickly and more cranky, less attractive and friendly.
0: I'm just thinking about Branson looking at Sybil I love and she's so spinning much. around in her pantsuit. Mm. Yeah. I'm upset.
1: So yeah, over dinner, Nikolai's like, I'm a communist. And everyone's like, yikes. Um, yikes. Mar- Maria, or Maria, privately tells Levin that Nikolai drinks too much. She's who worried dad? about him. Who's Maria? Nikolai? Maria, that's his uh, That's his sex worker girlfriend. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was just thinking. Who he that. apparently saved from a whorehouse. She's And also kind of carer at this point. He's got tuberculosis and she's like looking after him.
0: And he's, he's the youngest one, and I think isn't he? he should treat her better. <laughs> he's the youngest one, isn't he? Nikolai?
1: Nikolai. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he is because he said it earlier, seems Sarah like he's Taylor older than Levin. But it's possible that, like, Nikolai was like, fuck that, and went off on his own, and then Levin ended up having to take over the estate. You know what I mean? There I don't a... think Sergei was, like, in line for it, though, because he, he's only the half-brother.
0: Yeah, he's just chilling. He's somewhere. He's fine. Yeah. He's,
1: just, he's just playing chess with <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy somewhere. I
0: was <laughs> so... thinking about Queen's but all right.
1: Yeah, sorry. Before Levin leaves, he gets um, Maria to promise to write him in case um they need anything He like he kind of doesn't like being around nikolai but he does feel obligation towards him and a bit guilty towards him and like i shouldn't be looking after this guy he's kind of a wreck <laughs> he's sick and he's doing seditious dangerous illegal things and <laughs> Jake- living Jordan in a hovel, you just
0: have to look after him
1: with that oh sorry um yeah, and he's a bit repulsed by Maria, too, because of classism. And, and you know, he's a gentleman. He's never had to talk to a sex worker before.
0: Wait, who's repulsed? Oh, Levin. Levin's repulsed.
1: Levin, yeah. Levin's a bit grossed out by Maria, um, Nikolai's girlfriend. With that, Levin returns to his country estate, um, <laughs> supposedly grateful for the blessings of his peaceful existence, uh, and resigned to never ever finding love again or getting married.
0: Fair enough, know? yeah same
1: in the same way that in uh, mrs dalloway you know um peter walsh didn't wasn't in love with clarissa um levin is very very pleased to be back in the country and not bitter at all
0: my god i forgot that we did that book i'm like what happened in that book all i remember is someone dies i have no memories
1: I have to listen to the episode again like everyone else (laughs) and check us out on spotify
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well they already are, if they're listening to yeah.
1: this. If they're in this if they're in this episode, I feel like they're already in deep. So mm. Anna and Dolly back at the Oblonsky house, uh, they dine together by themselves. Mm-hmm. Kitty sends word that she has a headache. She doesn't want to come down. She's obviously feeling a bit depressed. She's <laughs> just in well, a yeah. room listening to like emo music probably at this point.
0: I'm kitty, yeah. <laughs>
1: um anna's feeling a bit unstable tonight honestly it's the way she describes her emotions it's like how i feel when i'm off my meds like just really like emotional and like sensitive
0: a, yeah did you ta- did, oh did it? i take oh.
1: any of the did i take a quote no yeah
0: sorry. do you remember why it reminded you so much of a mental breakdown
1: not a mental breakdown just like she's really sensitive emotional um and she's like god who am i she's amazed that she danced with vronsky she's like who was that woman that did that yeah she's just like i can't believe i did that i'm a married woman i've got a kid at home you know why and but but also why am i feeling guilty because i haven't done anything really you know she's she's a bit conflicted she's yeah she's just a bit like
0: She's all her meds, yeah, alright.
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's pretty confident that Vronsky will keep pursuing Kitty, but privately Dolly doesn't think so. Dolly thinks that Vronsky is now infatuated with Anna.
0: She was But Anna's she married was with, on. like, chill. He, It can't happen. It's not allowed. <laughs> well, yes,
1: but also affairs are constantly happening in this sect, in society, in the aristocracy. Everyone knows someone who's having an affair.
0: I guess, but, like, I don't think James Morrison slash Heath Ledger would want just, like, an affair. Like, they'd want to marry and stuff and then have an affair.
1: Mm, potentially. You'll see.
0: I hate you. You stupid, <laughs> smug little face. little <laughs> fucking uh,
1: Soon enough, Anna leaves for St. Petersburg. Um, back home. Where where her husband and son are, she's kind of relieved to escape Vronsky and his intense sex eyes um, <laughs> across every single room. You know, like, hello.
0: She's just like, I should not do, do it later.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and she also she has another kind of crisis again on the train, sort of doubting herself and reassuring herself that she hasn't really done anything wrong. Dot dot dot, yet, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> But maybe.
1: Um, (laughs) When she gets off the train, she sees Bronski there on the platform.
0: What the fuck?
1: He has followed her from Moscow. Oh, no. And she's
0: kind of stoked about it. She's stoked about it? Well, it's (gasps)
1: kind of flattering, don't you think?
0: And he's really sexy. Yeah. If you're being stalked by an ugly guy, it's creepy. But if it's a hot guy, it's... uh... That's yeah, really exactly. This is the whole Twilight <laughs> bow, thing all over bow. again. Yeah. You watch me, so, and I me copied.
1: Up. I copied a passage here as well. So this is this is what ex- the exchange that they have. I didn't know you were going. What are you coming for? She said, letting fall the hand with which she had grasped the doorpost. An mm-hmm. irrepressible delight and eagerness shone in her face. What am I coming for? He repeated, looking straight into her eyes. Mm-hmm. You know that I have come to be where you are. He said.
0: I can't help it <laughs> oh my God. poor kitty but like knowing I John Krasinski know. I feel like he'd take her back because he's so like in love with her she'd just be like yeah. I made a mistake and he's like it's gonna be me I'm gonna be the mistake <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, you got good instincts but for the moment let us continue with this passage he had said what her soul longed to hear though she feared it with her reason. Um, she made no answer, and in her face he saw conflict. Forgive me if you dislike what I said, he said humbly. He had spoken courteously, deferentially, yet so firmly, so stubbornly, that for a long while she could make no answer. It's wrong what you say, and I beg you, if you're a good man, to forget what you've said, as I forget, she said at last. Not one word, not one gesture of yours, shall I, could I, ever forget.
0: She's, yeah. she's trying forget to be good. Her. She's trying to be She's good.
1: trying.
0: But he's just so enough. Hard.
1: Enough. She cried, <laughs> trying assiduously to give a stern expression to her face, into which he was gazing greedily. She clambered oh, up the steps, though she could not recall her own words or his. She realized instinctively that the momentary conversation had brought them fearfully closer. Of course. And she was panic stricken and blissful at it.
0: Oh my God.
1: I know, so much sexual tension, right? Like,
0: in all those shows, you're like, people don't talk that close. And I'm like, they do. If it's Russia, St. Petersburg, (laughs) he just got off a train and he's They're literally, like, their faces are, like, almost touching when they have this conversation. And they're just like, no. But, um, Mm. yeah, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm going to read you
1: another passage now. Because her husband is waiting at the platform.
0: Oh, fuck. Who plays her and husband? This is
1: the And this is the introduction to him. Who plays him? hmm Jude Law. And he's amazing.
0: Jude Law. Oh my god, why would yeah, you want he, to cheat on Jude Law?
1: Exactly, and that's kind of part of the problem with the movie is that Kira Knightley plays Anna kind of bitchy and unsympathetic, and Jude Law is just so relatable that it's like <laughs> You come out like kind of hating her and like being on his side, and you should really be more conflicted about it. But like, <laughs> you should really kind of sympathize passages,
0: with her. Hearing the passages and like how she's described, I'm like, this is just all the scripts that Kira Knightley's handed. And she's like, I'll do it, sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Someone was like, you know, there was a picture of Kira Knightley with like a hunched back, like a kind of modeling kind of mm-hmm. thing. And someone p- commented, Why does she always look that way? Like, why are her shoulders always hunched like that? And someone replied, Um, from carrying the weight of period
0: drama. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) On her poor shoulders. (laughs) Poor girl, she's so tired.
1: Yeah. At Petersburg, as soon as the train stopped and she got out, the first person that attracted her attention was her husband. Oh, mercy, why do his ears look like that? She thought, looking at his frigid and imposing figure, and especially the ears that struck her at the moment, as propping up the brim of his round hat. So his, like, hats have pushed down his ears, probably, like, sticking out under his hat. Um, Catching sight of her, he came to meet her, his lips falling into their habitual sarcastic smile and his big, tired eyes looking straight at her. She was especially struck by the feeling of dissatisfaction with herself that she experienced on meeting him. Um. Yes, as you see, your tender spouse, as devoted as the first year of marriage, burned with impatience to see you. (laughs) He said in his deliberate, high-pitched voice, and in that tone, which he almost always took with her, a tone of jeering at anyone who should say in earnest what he said.
0: But I love him. <laughs> because of Jude Law or because of that passage? Both. Can't this just be like a like a two husband situation
1: thing? <laughs> like a threesome?
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So Can't he's like really emotionally
1: stunted. <laughs> Yeah. So he yeah, he's emotionally stunted but also really intelligent. Um he's got a really high position in government. Like people see him as like the savior of of like Russian government. He's like really really well respected. But he also like barely relates to his wife at all. Anyway, it's really interesting. And I think you meant to hate him, but I really I really relate to that passage. <laughs>
0: When oh, like, he, oh, yeah. in the movie, does Jude Law have the hat on and is it propped up by his ears? Like, describing? I can't remember,
1: but they really tried to ugly him up for the movie. Uh, They've, like, given him, like, a really intense widow speak that makes it look like he's balding and he's got, like, little round glasses. And... But he's still oh, Jude I Law. Yeah.
0: I think I've seen a photo mm-hmm. of him. And I, yeah. It's still Jude Law.
1: Uh, they talk for a bit about Marriage Admin. Marriage. And Is that what you Mar- Mar- <laughs> and Josh call Marriage. That's sort of you know like oh we're going to do this on this day and you're going to meet up and you're going to take Seriosha, that's their son,
0: <laughs> to Mar- to school Mar- or
1: whatever. You know he doesn't go to
0: school obviously, but. All right, so um, they they're talking. Where's fucking Where's James Morrison now? I think he's kind of lurking, <laughs> watching probably. Who did she talk to first? Her husband or that weird intense thing with James Morris? They had
1: that weird interaction with him. And then she... And then they... I think they hopped back onto the train to continue that conversation secretly. And then she left him or something. Okay. Okay. And then she left him standing there. And then she went over to her husband. So I reckon he's probably just like lurking in the background watching. So they they talk first about Seriosha for a bit. He fills around on what's been going on with Seriosha while she's been gone. And then... Uh, and this is another quote Karenin went on, no longer in a sarcastic tone, you wouldn't believe how I've missed and with long pressure of her hand and a meaning smile, he put her in her carriage Mm. so it's like that thing where like he cares about her Yeah. but it's just hard for him to express it and like obviously she's she's kind of repelled from him in, in certain ways at certain times you know, like
0: yeah, because he's not as sexy as a sexy army guy.
1: Yeah, and what you know, whatever. It, it it's made clear later that they had a kind of arranged marriage, like it wasn't like a love uh-huh. marriage. It was yeah, it was kind of a convenience uh-huh. marriage. Um, but they obviously right. they at least started off caring about each other, and it's kind of clear that he at least cares about her at this moment. Or he's like in, a bit like
0: he's, he loves her now, and she's just. I feel like in arranged marriages, the guy kind of acquiesces mm-hmm. earlier. He's like,
1: yeah, mm. I love her. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, because in a marriage, a woman serves the man. <laughs> That's true. And you're obviously going to like her if she's doing shit for you all the time. <laughs> but also, I think, like, he's an affront to her identity. Like, Vronsky's come along and he's made her feel like a super sexy, mysterious woman.
0: Ooh.
1: And, then, and then Alexi comes over and suddenly she's like this mundane
0: mom or wife
1: mom with you know bodily fluids and and jobs to do and an allowance of money she's allowed to have and you know all these limitations on her life and he's kind of the symbol of that maybe i don't know so kitty's health has been failing ever since the ball where vronsky slided her failing um yeah her health is like going oh no Yeah, although everyone knows this is the reason she's like down and out. She's just depressed. She's probably not eating as well. Like, uh, yeah. You know, she's she's got sadness, and they they thought it was a disease
0: back then. So I don't know. <laughs> fucking James Marsden just never came back. He's still in Saint Petersburg, just stalking mm-hmm. Kira Knightley. Oh no, no.
1: They yeah, even though they know she's just depressed, really about you know being uh, being rejected, being dumped. They consult loads of fancy doctors <laughs> anyway. Um, who say that she needs to go to Europe. Oh,
0: of course. (laughs) And honestly,
1: that seems like a good advice for someone who's depressed. Like, go on holiday. (laughs) That seems like... Just go to Europe. It's fine. Write it out. You know, take in in the air. You know, have a warmer winter than you're used to. (laughs) Or whatever. So, leaving Moscow for the moment. Going back to Anna. Okay. In St. Petersburg. There are three social circles in St. Petersburg where Anna and her husband, uh, Alexei Karenin, are based. Mm-hmm. Number one, the governmental types are her husband's colleagues and subordinates uh, whom belong to different social strata and they, they're connected through the government. So that, you know, not all of them are aristocrats, um, but they're all governmental dudes. Anna used to be intimidated by them, but now she knows all of their weird little secrets and failings. The next one... Um, Second social circle that she's involved in is the real influences—the people who, the kind of shadowy behind-the-scenes people who make things happen in government.
0: The real movers um, and the shakers. People,
1: yeah, exactly. And the people that made Karenin's career.
0: It's the Illuminati. Um,
1: a little bit, and this is described as a set made up of quote elderly, ugly, benevolent, and godly women, and clever, learned, and ambitious men. Oh.
0: Oh my god, it's So these are people Thomas and like it's Thomas and uh <laughs> what's her name? Violet. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thomas wishes he's he's annoying me right now. Yeah, he's... no, he
1: doesn't have any power. Basically, these are like religious people who are moralists who use their influence on the government. So they're like people who are like uh I I have opinions about um you know, people emigrating into Russia from, you know... You know, the, the, they have they have prejudices. It, it honestly, it reminded me a lot of, like, lobbying in governments today. It's like the lobbyists, the people who have um, prejudices and, and agendas about their own, you know, morals or money or, or interests, and then they exert pressure on the government. Oh, and the, sorry, the second one, again, these are the people Karenin actually likes. He, like, oh. you know... He likes the moralist, lobbyist, you know. Okay. The third shows.
0: group are just Instagram influencers.
1: You're actually 100% right. Are you fucking kidding? No. No, you are. You are 100% right. I'm not right. allowed
0: to be right. That was a stupid yeah. answer. Oh, you So, dick.
1: set number three, the fashionable world of balls, dinners, and dresses. The Regina George of this group is Prince Betsky Svers- Sverskaya. High society, <laughs> um, And baby. she's Vronsky's cousin. Everyone's related to everyone.
0: Who plays her? Who plays Regina George? Ooh, should yeah, it be um, Rachel McAdams?
1: She could do an amazing job. She genuinely could. Yeah, she'd be perfect. Um the guy they did have was also the, the girl, the woman, the woman, the actor. <laughs> that they did have was also really good. Ruth Wilson.
0: Oh, I think I know her.
1: Sorry, so sorry. Um, I had I had a bit more about the second group. Uh, these are the people Karenin actually likes. Anna gets along with them just fine because she can get along with anyone. Um, Lydia Ivanovna is the main figure in this group. She's a super religious bitch who wants to meddle in the government. Um, who Alexey, um, who Karenin admires a normal amount, uh. and who admires Karenin a little too much. Uh.
0: Is it um? Oh, should it be Umbridge? Anytime I hear someone's old and annoying, <laughs> that I'm just would like, it's Umbridge.
1: Yeah, she point? would definitely be able to do it. Um, Emily Watson plays her, and she yeah. So she's old. She's a spinster, and she's got the hots for Karenin a little bit.
0: And she's and
1: he's some Yeah, I mean we can't really. Since coming back to Moscow, sorry, since coming back from Moscow, though, Anna can't stay in this group, and she only wants to hang out with the fashionistas. Um,
0: they sound way more fun.
1: Yeah, they and they are. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, she's, she's just tired of the sort of self-righteous uh, crew. <laughs> At a party, we learn that people have started to notice Vronsky following Anna around. Someone oh calls God. her... Someone calls him, like, Anna, uh, they say, Anna came back from Moscow with a shadow.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I can just picture him, like, hiding behind curtains and just, like, pretending to, like, <laughs> like, Darcy with the punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the bushes. Just in the bushes. In the vent. This is, uh, this is, this is where I <laughs> hang out. Like, why are you <laughs> in the ladies' sad. toilet? The lighting is so much better here. The acoustics <laughs> are amazing. <laughs>
1: They eventually turn up to the party, Vronsky by himself and Anna with her husband. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And Vronsky and Anna start flirting a little bit too obviously. Oh, no. She's kind of doing that, no, no, stop it, don't stop it. (laughs) Stop us. Like when you push someone on the chest
0: and you're like, stop it, you, but then you're like also caressing them a little. (laughs) Yeah. And her
1: hand's like under his shirt somehow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Like, tweaking his nipples at all. Stop it. (laughs) They're fucking. Stop it.
1: (laughs) And he's like, I love you. And she's like, go back to Moscow. But not really. Let's just be friends. (laughs) Stop it. i mean, And by that, she clearly means that the affair is now on. She says something like, I just want to be your friend. She says, like, we can be friends. (laughs) And he's like, got her. (laughs) The affair is on.
0: He's just like, consent. Yes.
1: Mm-mm. and she says this just as karenin enters the room oh and so I was bantering with the hostess you know in his little sarcastic way mm-hmm. and everyone else in the room is watching the whole thing play out like a play oh god they're like damn we're here oh no karenin goes home early um and he asks anna if she wants to come with but she's like no i'll stay for supper There's gonna be a supper When he gets home without her, the penny finally drops for Karenin. He, like, just stops walking, like, in the hallway, and he's like,
0: wait. He's just like, man, what a nice time with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. And he just, like, sees, like, slow-mo flashbacks of, like, Anna just, like, (laughs) caressing him. Just straight up sucking his dick in the middle of the fucking dance floor, and he's like...
1: And then the, like, beautiful mind maths equations are going past. Oh my
0: god. He's, like, at a window, just like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> he realizes he feels jealous. A feeling which he immediately dismisses as illogical.
0: <laughs> Can't understand that doesn't exist. Yeah, he's like, me, feelings? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He tries to picture Anna's perspective for a second be- before becoming uncomfortable and confused. <laughs> he was just like, no. <laughs> just, touch-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like skin crawling, like, Ugh.
0: Ugh.
1: other people, feelings, no. Anna gets home at last and Karenin decides to get her over with and confront her now. Uh-oh. Strank while the iron is hot and uncomfortable and confused. He says she acted a bit indecently that night. Exposing the both of them to social censure. He's like, "You acted inappropriately tonight," and she pretends to have no idea what he's talking about. And she's actually surprised at how easy lying to him is. She's she's she like surprised at how naturally them. it comes. Mm. Karenin states that some things should lie hidden in one's soul, and by this, he's kind of implying that she's allowed to like be into him and have sexual feelings for him.
0: I'm allowed to have secrets, like affairs.
1: But yeah, but she, yeah, but if it makes them look bad, then then it's bad. So people people um cite this as like him being shallow and only only caring about appearances, not really caring about Anna or or the affair, yeah, or lack thereof. And when after he tells her this, she's like, "Okay, I'm going to bed." (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the narrative skips forward almost a year, and Anna and Vronsky have finally had sex for the first time yes but we can't we we don't get to read the sex itself because
0: so fine with rude. being single right now and just being like someone's like booty call pretty much wow yeah i think he's in love with her then if he's Mm-hmm. yeah oh uh, poor kitty
1: he's definitely obsessed with her
0: yeah poor mm. boring 17 um, year old kitty
1: no, she's not boring.
0: She's seventeen.
1: <laughs> she's seventeen. Anna feels guilty and sobs. So we we come like we, we, we appear after the sex and yeah. in the middle of like emotional anguish.
0: Yeah, like pillow talk, um, postcoital, raw. Yeah, crying, bleeding, all of the f- fluids. Who's yeah. bleeding? She
1: says Vronsky is the only thing she has now.
0: Oh, she has a son. She's,
1: well, if if this is found out, she might not.
0: That's true. You know she'll be ruined. She's got
1: no power. So as soon as she kind of steps outside of her role, like people can take away everything from her if they choose to. So she yeah, and she's she feels guilty as well and nervous and all all this sort of stuff, anxiety. Um and she dreams that night mm. that both Karen and Vronsky are her husbands. Ooh, I know, which is the way they should be,
0: I know, this is not the whole premise, I'm bummed. I thought I was gonna (laughs) get like a threesome in here.
1: Nah, nah. Tolstoy ended up being actually pretty religious, which is kind of a bummer. Anyway, now back to Moscow. What's happening? Levin is still sad. But he keeps himself busy with farm business, which I wrote in capitals.
0: Farm Um, business.
1: Which Tolstoy likes to write about at length, but which I will spare you. Because it's super boring.
0: (laughs) I don't want no wailing chapters no more.
1: No, exactly. Levin sends Nikolai. He pays for Nikolai to go to a spa in Europe.
0: Oh, um, Kind of
1: healing waters kind of thing to help with his tuberculosis, give him a bit of fresh air. Um, Which is nice, you know. Nice uh, hot spa vibes. um, But it doesn't cure him of tuberculosis for some reason.
0: Yeah. For some (laughs) reason, a spa does not cure a man of TB.
1: Levin chafes against the stubbornness of his peasant workers, who refuse to modernize. Uh, the so, the events of this novel take place against a backdrop of rapid transformations, um, which are like the result of liberal reforms by the Emperor Alexander II. Um, and the main thing that he did to kind of try and modernize Russia is to emancipate the serfs. Serfs are slaves, essentially, basically. There are two kinds of peasants that work the Russian land. One lives on government property, Mm -hmm. and they basically, you know, it's like being a normal peasant. You work the land, you sell what you make, whatever. Serfs who, peasants who live on um, private property um, belonging to aristocrats are serfs, and basically what that means is they work, they give up a third of what they make and a third of their crops to the landowner,
0: Oh, so Downton Abbey. So Got
1: well, it's it's slavery basically. That's just how
0: I'm everything. Like it's the only <laughs> it's thing like I know right now, it's Downton Abbey. It's the only <laughs> Downton
1: Abbey thing. people rented the farms from Downton Abbey, but whatever they made, you know, they kept the profits of That's it. That's true. If that makes all sense. right,
0: all
1: right. Yeah, so it's like debt bondage. It's like um, you can't be bought. Or sold but you're not allowed to leave the farm where you're born you have to work that land oh and you're required not only to work in the farms on the Lord's land but also in the mines and his forests and maintain his roads does that make sense yes so yeah so yeah so you're a slave to landowner and that only ended like
0: two years ago ten years ago
1: yeah like people are alive like, it's in living memory. Slavery in Russia is in living memory. Um, and now the peasants are free, and so it's harder to get them to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's harder to make as much money off the land now, right? Because <laughs> um, because you don't have slaves. <laughs> so a lot of the landowners in Russia are really salty about the emancipation of the serfs. Mm. And this emperor actually ends up being assassinated, although I don't think it's because of this. I think it's actually other reasons. Um because he's assassinated by like communist anarchist people, so just
0: too much Russia's big just Russia things. Yeah, anyway.
1: Levin, here's his front doorbell, which is probably a literal bell. You ever think about that?
0: A doorbell, a literal bell,
1: a literal bell. Yeah, like, like they use
0: like an atonement.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: This is not a revelation to um, me. I've seen atonement. <laughs> I've seen Kira nicely um, in a wonders- period piece.
1: Well, when I think of doorbell, I think ding dong. And I'm like, well, that's not what it was. This it's probably...
0: Hunchback here. of Notre Dame, bell. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so he hears the doorbell. He thinks, he wonders, is Nikolai back from
0: Europe? This he come spa to retreat, me? yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's actually pleased to find it. Steva, instead. And they go out to hunt ducks together, oh. which Tolstoy makes sound super fun. <laughs> that sounds really fun. And I just want to say that this order corrected to haunt ducks together, which sounds awesome. Also, also very pretty
0: fun. fun, actually. I'd rather yeah. haunt a duck than hunt it. I don't Ooh. want to shoot my no ducks. Quack. <laughs> quack. quack! Quack!
1: Ooh.
0: I don't know if the ducks Levin... would be that scared, though. I think no. <laughs> they're fine. They'd be like, quack! <laughs> quack!
1: Levin is incapable of playing it cool uh, and immediately blurts out a question about Kitty.
0: What, kitty? Well, since you brought it up, how is she?
1: <laughs> um, and then Steve tells him about her recent illness and her convalescence in Europe. Mm-hmm. And Levin's kind of like a little bit pleased to hear she's not doing so
0: well. Yeah, he's just like...
1: <laughs> As you would be about an ex. Kind of. Um, and he also kind of wonders and hopes it has something to do with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, I hope she's <laughs> Which is, which is okay. relatable.
1: Uh, on the way home, they discuss Dolly's forest. Uh, you remember, that Steva uh, needs to sell. He's just drawn up the deal, uh, and Levin actually scoffs at him when he tells him what he's getting for the forest. He's like, Steva's buyer's cheating him. Mm -hmm. Um, Steva's a stupid city guy. He doesn't know, you know, what his land's worth. How much a forest is worth. So Levin goes with Steva to meet the merchant, um, and he refuses to shake the guy's hand because he's weird and awkward and like he thinks he's trying to cheat Steve. So he's like, no, I'll not shake a cheater's hand. Um and actually Steve ends up ignoring Levin's advice willfully and selling the forest anyway, and then uh. making fun of Levin for caring so much. <laughs> you think I need this money? You think I need this <laughs> And accusing him of being a snob and like yeah back to St Petersburg. Okay. Um Vronsky Oh my god. Vronsky's life in the regiment goes on pretty much as normal, even though the entirety of St. Petersburg society pretty much knows about the affair he's having with Anna. What? It's impossible to hide that kind of thing when there's servants everywhere. You know, it's
0: fucking. Like, uh, just get around. Is Jude Law fine with it?
1: Um, well, you'll hear more about his, his feelings on the matter. Oh my god. But he is a little bit kind of like the last to know. <laughs> like, he suspects, but I don't think he has it confirmed at any point. I guess um, since
0: affairs were so in it's just just bound to have one.
1: Yeah, and at this point in time like even all the literary writers are writing about affairs. Like this is around the time Madame Bovary's coming out. Yeah. And another one that I've forgotten the name of, but I wrote down. Oh, The Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet Letter came out like a couple years after this. So everyone's obsessed with adultery right now in general. They're
0: yeah, like um, I can sleep, sleep with, with someone I'm not married to.
1: <laughs> Naturally, people think way less of Anna than they do of him. Of course. So they're like, oh, Anna's a slut. Bronson's fine. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't really get uh, his reputation. Doesn't especially,
0: because really like she's the married woman. But even if he was married and he was having an affair with her, people would still be like. And
1: she was. Yeah, it's it would be her fault. Yeah. Um. And they can't wait to sling mud in her face. She's beautiful. She's rich. She's successful. And immoral, apparently. So they can't wait to take her down a peg. So anyway, there's an officer's steeplechase race coming up. Um, so a steeplechase race is like a regular horse race, but with obstacles. So there's like things Ooh. you have to jump over, ditches you have to avoid, you know, full of water and stuff. It's actually really dangerous. Um, people and horses get seriously injured doing these kinds of races. Are the and it's horses after, okay,
0: think...
1: though? Anyway, I think it's named after. Um... <laughs> They're not.
0: <laughs> they never are, are they? think
1: in the old days, I think they would race between church steeples because that was, like, the tallest point of any town. So you could see it. You could see it the whole time. <laughs> you start at one church and then you race towards the other church.
0: But what happens the to the horses afterwards? Cross-country. just
1: uh, so, um, so, Vronsky is an excellent rider and he thinks he stands a shot of getting a bunch of money. He's an excellent rider. He thinks he stands a shot at winning, which Mm -hmm. could get him quite a pretty penny. So he buys a fancy racehorse, Uh a mare named um, Fru-Fru, to take him to victory.
0: I'm done. I'm I'm signing off. That's it for tonight. A horse named Fru-Fru? I've had it. That's just too (laughs) fucking much for me. (laughs) Fru-Fru?
1: He's getting annoyed with people pestering him about Anna, but he goes to visit her just before the race at her nearby summer house, where she's currently avoiding her husband. There she reveals that she is pregnant with his child. <gasps> yeah.
0: I guess no condoms back at- no, they had the goatskin skin ones, didn't they? Back in the eighteen <laughs> hundreds.
1: I think they just ran by the rhythm method. The pull method. out method. <laughs> the pull out method, yeah. Um he's excited oh, actually, no. to hear about that. And and he's like, This is it, this is what we need. Um, it's time to leave your husband. Uh oh. He's like he's begging her to leave her husband. Okay. Um, he's like, come live with me instead. You know, let's make this official. Um, divorce him. Come marry me. Be my wife. Like, I love you. <laughs> I
0: love you, bro. Let's
1: fucking do it. <laughs> um, she says she can't, and he can't understand why. The reason is she knows she would be unable to see Seriosha again.
0: Oh, her Seriosha's
1: like, yeah. I guess, she- and he's like the only person she loves apart from Vronsky. <laughs> oh no! Vronsky's late for the race.
0: Because if he, he, he found out she was pregnant, then he was just too excited.
1: <laughs> anyway, he arrives on the track just as Fru-Fru. Fru-Fru. Is being led out of the stable.
0: Oh my god.
1: Is she okay? His brother, Alexander. He has a brother, Alexander. Thank you. And he tells him to answer a letter he got from their mom recently. Vronsky is a favorite for the race. Uh, his only serious rival is another officer, Makhotin, oh. who And he rides a horse named Gladiator.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: From the name seems Can like Can we
0: cast that guy as Ben Affleck in Shakespeare in Love?
1: <laughs> he dies. He dies. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck's best role. That Affleck comes up a lot in our podcasts. When was the first it time? It seems to me. Did we, it, were you we talking about Gone Girl? I can't remember. We probably
0: were talking about Gone We're always kind of talking about Gone Girl, aren't we?
1: Vronsky's a bit agitated. Um, his brother has thrown him off his rhythm. Oh,
0: no, the rhythm. You know,
1: because of his rhythm. Because he's like, you've got to answer your mom. And he's like, I'm trying to focus on the race. <laughs> Coach. The race begins. Oh, no. After a faltering start, Fru-Fru gets to the front of the pack. Yeah, that's Except for Gladiator. Gladiator's still, you know, a little bit in front. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, like, dodging, you know... Obstacles during this time. They're jumping over logs and leaping over ditches. What does the winner get
0: from this stupid race? A bunch of money. Okay, cool. All right.
1: Frufu finally pulls ahead of Gladiator in the last little stretch (gasps) and is in the lead. Vronsky is ecstatic, but during a jump over a ditch, (gasps) he shifts in the saddle incorrectly. Frufu falls and breaks her back (gasps) and must be shot. And he breaks his arm as well.
0: Frufu was dead, dead. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> yeah, you fucking. I would listen to this part you, of the
0: you goddamn the bitch. book you,
1: when I was driving to get you from Taralgan and I was like on the road, like driving during this part, and then it got to the part where the horse's back was broken, and I literally went. <gasps>
0: <laughs> so wait, what happens to what does uh, the guy break on his his arms? He just
1: breaks his arm. He just breaks one of his arms. Oh, just. <laughs> I think the horse lands on
0: his arm or something. He's fine.
1: And he doesn't end up winning.
0: Well, yeah, the horse is obviously.
1: R I P. Fr- fr- to all outward appearances, the Karenin marriage is just the same as always. In reality, Karenin has been increasingly cold and hostile, Well and Anna avoids him. Um, as you know, she spends the summer away at um, at a at their summer house, um, which is new her near her new BFF's mm-hmm. house, Prince Betsy. Um, Princess Betsy, I should say, in the country. Sorry, that whole thing was garbled. The two girls go to the steeplechase together, and and comes stag. So this is um
0: Rachel McAdams, right? We're we talking about Regina George. Betsy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where does the son um, stay for the summer?
1: I don't know. His nanny. I think he's still with the dad Ugh. in the in the main house.
0: Yeah, being a kid back then was the, so all boring. the all the
1: children in this story are brought up by nannies. Like the parents see them like. Sometimes. Like <laughs> they they're not family units really. So yeah, so they so she Anna and Kremenin come separately. Um and he actually sees his wife and notices um that she's only watching Vronsky. And seems super invested in his victory and also in his safety. When he falls, Anna bursts into tears oh. and everyone notices.
0: Kira Knight. Vronsky's
1: Oh sorry, Vronsky's leg, not his arm, is broken.
0: Oh, that's worse. Arm is easy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Karenin offers to take Anna home three times during her while she's like freaking and crying and everything. He's like, let me take you home. And she's like, no. And then she like makes even more of a scene and he's like, come on, let me take you home. And she's like, no. (laughs) And then finally, finally, he manages to get her to come home with him. And she's corralled into his carriage, and he is just icy towards her. Like, he knows exactly what's going on here at this point. And he says, I'm obliged to tell you that your behavior was unbecoming today. Mm. Um, and he says it in French. Ooh. Every time they have, like, a little spat like this, they talk in French to hide it from the servants.
0: What if the servant speaks French? <laughs> what if it's the French nanny? She's back. <laughs>
1: Instead of lying... She rises to it and she admits openly to her affair with Vronsky.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And she
1: says, "I love him. I am his mistress. I can't bear you. I'm afraid of you, and I hate you. You can do it. You can do what you like to me." <gasps> what? It's all out in the open now, and he's shocked, but he's like, "Okay, but you have to act like a proper good wife in public for appearances' sake, until I can find a suitable solution to this situation."
0: Okay, pragmatic. All right.
1: Yeah. And, like, some people, like, oh, it shows how cold and distant he is from his relationship. Like, he doesn't care. But it's but to me, it's, like, this seems, like, really fair and understandable and, like, you know, not abusive.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he wouldn't... It's tricky. OJ her.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Meanwhile, what's Kitty up to in Germany? Weeping. She's actually just chilling with a family and some other European aristocrats at a spa. Ooh. She meets her new best friend there, a girl named Varenka. <laughs> Sorry. Who attends a fuddy-duddy old devout lady named Madame Stoll. This, this can be Umbridge, Madame Stoll. She's like super like, uh, Jesus is the way. I'm in a wheelchair and I need attending. And this is my, this is my girl who attends me.
0: <laughs> my girl.
1: Uh, varenka is also very devout she's very sort of um pure and and you know religious Um, but not in an unfun way just in a way that makes her kind of like really stable and level and like nice (laughs) and good you know
0: Um, yeah the good religion the The good good kind of religious
1: person Yeah. yeah exactly and she kinda helps people out around the spa. You know, there's a lot of sick people around the spa trying to heal themselves, invalids and people with, you know, chronic chronic pain and all sorts of stuff. So she she makes herself available to them and kind of, you know, act does some acts of charity for them.
0: Are they the same age, I'm guessing? If be yeah, they're being right Yeah, they're about now? the
1: same age, yeah. Um, and Brinket inspires Kitty to do to be a bit charitable and kind of try and find her purpose in helping people out and and helping nurse some people and, and um, around around this spa as well, and they actually kind of run into Levin's brother Nikolai at the spa. Oh
0: yeah, how's no, he crossover. Crossover. But they he don't really hang; a... it's just a coincidence. Oh. It's like a little his... love actually. Crossover. Did his um, reclaimed whore come with him? <laughs> not
1: horse, si- not that it's reclaimed sex about.
0: worker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. So she, so Kitty, so having been inspired by Varenka. Kitty helps out a sad, ill painter named Petrov. Um, okay. who's at the spa. I think he has trouble walking or something.
0: And she we'll and she's him. just,
1: you know, they're just kind of she makes herself available to help out. However, his wife soon realizes he's oh. got the hots for Kitty. And becomes jealous and blames Kitty for it.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: Um, which is rough on her. Like no and she's like, Oh, no good deed goes unpunished. I can't do nothing, right? I'm just yeah. I'm fated to just do ruin everything. Right.
0: Stupid.
1: Oh. <laughs> <I'm> stupid. <laughs> Towards the end of her stay, Kitty, in fact, learns that Madame Stahl isn't even really sick; she's <gasps> just a faker, and this disillusion's Kitty even more. So at first she's like, "Kitty." First Kitty's like, "I can't do anything right."
0: No one can she's do anything like, right. Yeah,
1: and then yeah, and then she's like, "Wow, people suck sometimes. There are liars and bad baddies out there that are just you know." Fakers and hypocrites and stuff. So she's kind of growing up a little, you know. Mm. She's becoming less naive. Um, you know that naivety that led to her believing in Vronsky is kind of. She's kind oh. of learning to get past that.
0: Well, if Ada never showed up, I feel like her and um fucking James Marsden would be engaged or married by now anyway.
1: Potentially, I think they go into. I think Tolstoy goes into Vronsky's um feelings around Kitty at that time later, and it's more like. Ooh. He just enjoys her company and her presence, but he didn't ever really have any serious intentions.
0: Oh, he was just flirting.
1: And he was just yeah, he just felt like entitled to her attention.
0: Yeah, because she was just and like he a didn't, cute kid.
1: Yeah, and he didn't understand or didn't care that she might g- develop expectations from that.
0: Didn't care. I feel like I feel like he understands mm-hmm. like like especially back then. He's like yeah. that they were courting and that she's expecting like a proposal.
1: Yeah. But. Or chooses to not notice or not get it or, you know. There's definitely... He's definitely making a choice there. That's the end of part two.
0: Oh. Yeah. And there's How six you more. Um, what do I think of it? I, I mm. really do like it. I, um... I, I do like that. I've noticed that ever since we started doing the podcast, I've been more into period pieces because I understand <laughs> them more now. There's more context for them. Like so, the culture of the yeah. period. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I for think sure. back to when we did Emma and when I was just so annoyed because I was like, why is everyone calling each other Mr. and Miss? What? The f-? <laughs> yeah. And now I get it. I'm just like, oh, all right. That make, that actually makes sense. <laughs> I sound like a stupid idiot baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just manners. <laughs> no, it's Old just manners. manners. But, um, no, I'm really enjoying mm. it. And I don't know the big... Because even That's Phil was so like, exciting. do you know, like, the like the broad strokes of it? And then I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm stupid. Yeah, don't let anyone
1: tell you anything about it. Because you don't know All the right. ending either, do you? It's a very I'm... famous ending.
0: No, I don't. I'm ready to punch okay. anyone. Yeah. You see this fist curled? <laughs>
1: i feel like we need to do a little corrections because we were like pro army hammer in our last
0: episode and he is well he, well, he doesn't beat women he's just 100 <laughs> percent <a> cannibal <laughs> Let's, don't worry about it he <laughs> says he's getting kink shamed
1: for being 100 a cannibal a <laughs> cannibal i haven't looked into it in any depth at all i've just i've just absorbed the the zeitgeist Speaking of um... absorb
0: the shock waves of of the allegations, (laughs) this cannibalistic tidal wave, (laughs) tsunami of I just just
1: Uh, it's a level eight cannibalism confession. (laughs) It's eight on the gigameter. What is it? One
0: hundred percent the Geiger scale. I Yeah,
1: the Geiger scale scale. of celebrity confessions.
0: And this is a level eight cannibal, yeah.